0: Welcome in to another edition of the Tebby and Keck podcast episode, episode 503 505. I'm glad Mitch even commented on the episode. I didn't know if we'd get that. We're coming to you right after the Milwaukee Bucks had quite possibly their worst loss in non-bubble activities. Um, best to say it was awful. Bucks were up one hundred one eighty nine. They fell apart. They lose 119 to 114. We're going to talk about it all. We're going to go through the game. We're going to go through implications. Can they figure out a way to win three straight games? Giannis's health, uh, Mike Booneholzer's future, the whole thing. Uh, we'll run the gamut. Uh, we'll give you what you need. We'll also talk about Aaron Rodgers, who got traded finally to the New York Jets. Uh, I think we, when we talked about this and Rodgers got traded, we're like, we're going to start with Rodgers. And it was like, yeah, you know, it sucks that Rodgers supersedes the Bucks. But then the Bucs did something that could actually supersede a star quarterback in the NFL, uh, which is unbelievable and not for the reasons you want. And I also think it's funny, not necessarily funny because it's depressing, but, you know, last time, Mitch, you and I did this, the Bucs lost by 50 points to the Brooklyn Nets and, may, and that turned around 2021. So maybe this is what the Bucs need, a panic tapping the keg podcast from us to sort of write the ship.
1: Yeah, we have an incredible knack of, you know, having disaster strike, and right. it's—I don't even know where to start. I—I I, feel—I feel weird. I'm yeah. not like punch a wall mad. I—I I, like game one. Pro- well, no, nah, I don't know. I did for the record, yeah. just to cut in, I
0: headbutted my wall today. Not hard, but I kind of like guffaweded <sighs> my my wall <laughs> in my living room. Um, which. Was- I almost thought I put a hole in it. I did. I did. I did it lightly enough that I didn't do it, but I was a little worried because I just after Butler had the what or he got the, the Middleton fouled out that foul, and Michael Jordan also co-splained yeah, as Jimmy Butler. I mean, Jesus
1: Christ. Yeah, that was another another bullshit. I mean, the refs were they did their, but honestly, I did, I did, can't really complain too much. But you know that, and then I mean, there were a, definitely a, a couple questionable you know, Jimmy Butler falling down calls. And then the three at the end on Brooke, I mean, Jesus fucking Christ, that's a foul. The one that he banked in, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, yeah, which prob- probably wouldn't have mattered. I mean, just with the way the fucking, I mean, with the way things were going, yes. but still, I mean, it, then it puts you back to a one possession game. Right. Um. So anyway, I, I mean, I think it's just more, stunned or just like yeah, numb, it's, stunned. I but mean, it's, it's like
0: it's stunned in the sense that it's like i can't kind of believe that we're on the brink it's i mean there there are so many things to unpack i think number one Giannis obviously isn't healthy um and he did his best he has a triple double yeah. he only played 29 minutes in this game it's clearly that they were trying to i think it was 29 right that they load they load man uh
1: let me let me let me have it right here it seemed like more than that. It probably yeah, wasn't he played. Like that. He played. He played thirty eight. Oh, he played thirty eight. Okay, so I probably mean, he played twenty nine through three quarters, and then twenty nine
0: through and three, and then
1: played, played most of that.
0: Pl- yeah, played most of that fourth quarter. And sorry about that, but but still, I mean, Giannis did it. Wasn't a hundred percent, and he did his best. You the triple double. The way he was passing the basketball was incredible but not having him at hundred percent, it it's justification for game three and not playing in game three. I don't think I'm going to hold that against him. What I am going to hold against is the sort of fuck around and find out nature of the rest of the Bucks team that the Bucks sort of just willingly assume that, Oh, once Giannis is back, well, we got this, like we're okay. And they weren't okay. I mean, you could say they were okay, but they didn't close the door. And this heat team, Was one of those teams, and it's been like this forever. They don't go away. You have, like the Raptors, like some of these, the Celtics are like this. You have to put them away. The Sixers have, like, all good teams you have to put away. And they didn't. And there were just these little moments, these little details where a couple things break your way, and you're winning this game. And we're talking about a 2 2 series. Can they finish them off in Miami? Instead, we have to hope that the Bucs win three straight games.
1: Yeah. Yeah and it, it they were controlling for I mean I was I was I mean overall frankly was pleased with the intensity um game 1 game 3 not 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 nearly enough you know not not requisite enough uh energy or or intensity especially against Miami mm-hmm. uh I mean they are as you mentioned I mean the zombie heat and you know it's it's you knew, you knew a run would come right with six minutes to go. Um, but that was unbelievable. And, and Jimmy Butler, I mean, the part of it is like, we got our ass at our asses handed to us by one guy. And yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what you do. I mean, um, could Bud have called the timeout? I mean, maybe I feel like he's usually pretty good with not letting shit get out of control. And he failed us there, um, in the fourth quarter. And, you know, but what do you do? I mean, that's the Bucks' luck. Okay, you double team your Butler. Then fucking Duncan Robinson's going to hit four threes in the quarter. Goddamn Caleb Martin. I mean, right. Uh, Caleb, Mar-
0: Caleb Martin, now the new Fred, some are calling him the next Fred Van Vliet. Fred Van Vliet with dreads, taller Fred Van Vliet. I mean, it's, well, that's
1: almost, those are the, he, he had two, one was, I think, turned out to be a two, but he had two fucking huge shots for Miami. Yeah. Yeah. And he, those, yep, those almost pissed me off more than, than what Butler did. Right. I mean, he hit-
0: He hit one at the 243 mark, and he hit one at the 329 mark. Martin's one at 329 will put the heat down one, and the one he hit at 243 put the heat up one.
1: Yeah, and so Butler is going to do that. I I mean, he was obviously carried them in the first quarter, scored like, what, 22 of their 28 points in the first quarter? It
0: was more than that. It was 24.
1: Um, And and he single-handedly kept them in the game, then kind of went – a little dormant. Um, I feel like probably wasn't as quite as aggressive in the second and third quarters, probably, you know, obviously missed a couple more shots as well, but first and fourth quarters, I mean, just, just did not miss. And, you know, I I, I don't even, I don't even know what you do. doing. And then, uh, then simultaneously the bucks go into this shit where they're, it, you know, they get to a point where they, they need a bucket and it's like, that's where, some of the some of the warts of past year past failed years pop up and your options are basically they're they're just they they don't move the ball enough in general yeah Yeah. and then and then then when when they need a basket it's like all right Giannis has to go be a superhero and and try to drive it to the lane and he's not going to get a call or um you know kind of throw up a wild shot looking for a call call he did that a couple times he had that he yep. tried a hook shot or whatever you want to call it, and that didn't work out. And, you know, several yeah. empty possessions. And my, meanwhile, Miami's running down and fucking making everything. Well, if
0: you look at, you know, Brook Lopez, I thought, was the star of this game, you know, in general. I mean, Brooke had oh, 36 yeah. points, 11 rebounds, uh, four main threes. The the connection between Giannis and Brooke was like watching Undertaker and Kane out there. I know you're not a big pro wrestling guy, but just the way they were past he Giannis was feeding Brooke was great and was just unreal. And Brooke didn't have a basket from the five. He scored a he scored a basket at, let's see, the six oh nine mark, right? And then he did not have another basket until one thirty two in this game as the Bucs were collapsing. Because Chris yeah. Middleton and Drew Holiday were taking shots. Now, they didn't make some, but they also missed some. And they weren't possessions where Giannis got a touch. And, I I mean, I, I like, I understand what you're saying. It's like, yeah, there has to be ball movement. But it was way too stagnant at times. And not enough sort of motion and action running around. And, man, it looked really bad. And this has happened to the Bucks before during the season. Right, That Philly game uh, where the Bucks blew it, 49.4th quarter, uh, on a Saturday night on ABC. The Toronto game where they actually won that game, but it went to overtime. They blew a 17-point lead in, what, three minutes?
1: Uh, there yeah, was that I mean, Chicago... something like that.
0: There was that Chicago game where they blew a 13-point lead and lost in overtime, I believe. And I am a big believer in the warts in your regular season tend to show up in the playoffs too. I always think back to the Packers special team stuff. And I I think I, at some point, worried, hey, is this going to be a concern in the playoffs? And sure enough, it was. There wasn't that guy to just shut it up and yeah. let the heat get going. And man, it's now it's 3-1. And it's not impossible. You get two out of three at serve. But even if you come out hair on fire Wednesday night, you blow out the heat, you got to go back to South Beach, and while their fans are shitty in the regular season, and they're shitty when it doesn't matter, when they need to show up, they're a pretty pissed-up group, and it's going to be rowdy as hell, and it's going to be very hard to win in that gym on that Friday night, even if the Bucks were to, to stave off elimination on, on Wednesday night.
1: Yeah, it, no question. And it just the, the dichotomy between – the Bucks not having somebody that you know can just get you a bucket seemingly. Um, yeah, I mean that's supposed
0: that's supposed not to cut it, but that's supposed to be Chris Middleton. So what's yeah? What's, is it is it just that Chris is washed? Is it just that Chris Middleton is not looking for the ball? Is like how would you explain what you know you kind of seen from Chris Middleton so far besides Game One where he was really fantastic and it hasn't really been there for him after that.
1: Well, I, I feel like part of it is the fact that he's not very good in a phone booth. You know the the expression when you know guys get up into him, he just mm-hmm. he fucking he crumbles. It seems like he turns it over, um, can't seem to get a clean look. You know, step back's not really his thing. I mean, he's obviously a very solid player, but I don't know. You know, when it, you see Jimmy Butler, I mean, it's kind of the kind of the difference right there where it's like two similar players. I think in terms of if you were ranking, you know, your top 50 players in the NBA, I think they're both probably in there. Um, and then, and, but then in the playoffs, Jimmy Butler goes to the top 10. Right? And Chris probably falls out of the top 50. I mean, I you know, I mean, that might be harsh, I mean, but to
0: be fair, like Chris, Chris had so many moments in that 2021 yeah. stretch where he put people away and, but the Heat, the way they're guarding him, you're right. They're blitzing him every time. They have figured out a way to defend Chris Middleton. And Mike Booneholzer isn't adjusting. There's no adjustment being made to free up Chris Middleton, to get screens for Chris Middleton, to see that pressure. And they just kind of expect Middleton to fight through it. And the Heat are doing something we've talked about in the past with them, where they are just harassing the Bucks and hoping the refs don't call everything. And they're not. Mm-hmm. And... That's that's how the heat play basketball. And it's yeah frustrating as fuck. It's why I think we are worried to play this team in the first round. It's why, you know, who looks now like a genius, Bill Simmons, who's like, I don't want Celtics to play the heat. I don't want Celtics to play the heat, and was adamant about that. And, you know, people were calling him kind of crazy. And guess what? He was right. Like, yeah. hashtag Bill was right. Like, you can't you can't deny that now. And you now have you're up against it and you gotta figure out you gotta do some different shit well, and if it means I know I
1: noticed in the third quarter that they came out they the Bucks pushed the pace a lot more than, than you know they just they were playing faster than they did in the first half and they were kind of hunting Middleton on Gabe Vincent because they yes. were they were that's the mat, the matchup Miami chose for Middleton. You know, smaller guard. It was just kind of a three and D point guard, if you will, um, and it was working out. I mean, there was I think two or three in a row early in the third quarter, where Middleton was was hitting you know hitting some jumpers right right in his, his eyeball, and they you know obviously Spolstrom must have made the adjustment on that, and you know Middleton guarding Jimmy Butler that is completely fruitless. I mean, that is yeah you know, they were hunting that switch down the stretch and which is why Chris followed out, fouled out because just, it just doesn't have the strength. And, um, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, a lot, I'm seeing a lot of stuff on Twitter about fire bud and, and I mean, or, it, all,
0: it always starts. I mean, that's, that's the, you, that's your go-to, right? Like you yeah. have to, you have to figure out who to blame and you usually blame the coaches. And I try, I try hard. I was bad with Joe Barry this year, admittedly. Um, I think just in a bad place with Packers in general. And I really felt like until the end of the year, Barry was a detriment and holding the Packers back. And I I don't put it all on Bud. Like, yeah. the fact is, was it Bud's fault that they went away from Brooke Lopez in game three? Like, the fact that Brooke didn't touch the ball in game three. Like, game three is the one that I just, I don't put any, I put that on the guys. I put at the the game three is pissing me off more and more because it's clear that they were like, all right, well, they're okay if we don't win this game. Giannis is coming back on Monday, and we got this. And they didn't get, and they just, they let the heat punch him in the mouth. To your point about aggression, it's so fucking bizarre, Mitch. It's like. Have some fucking class. Like, I know that's like, it's not the way you usually use class, but have some respect for yourself. You are the number one fucking seed in the NBA, not just the the Eastern Conference. the NBA. show Go some goddamn pride. And I felt like they did for most of this game. But again, mm-hmm. you have to come up with big shots late. And there was no move. We talked about it. We've talked about it a couple times now. There's no movement. And, man, it's just the killer, and now well, it's now it's winter. go home.
1: Yeah, and I'm just thinking, you know, it was basically an eight-man rotation tonight, meaning, yep. you know, finally, you know, you, you saw a game where they really wanted this one, and I don't know. I mean, does Jay Crowder, I mean, he didn't play at all in game nope. four. And is he a guy you try on Jimmy Butler?
0: You have to. I think you two have two or three to.
1: minutes and, and a half each half, maybe. Um, I think you I have to because I think. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Because Drew Holiday was, was horrible offensively, you know, too many turnovers. Yep. Well, he actually only had one, but it was huge.
0: Oh, but it felt uh, like it felt like Drew Holiday had so many more. Just felt like errant passes, like almost like the hockey assist for turnovers, where he like and just it, it was like, yeah, but
1: and just a lot of like bad shots, like. He's falling into this. He did it a lot game three. And then tonight where it's like dribble it down, you know, and then pull up for a three. Not going in, bud. And um, it didn't. And there were just – and then two, like how many wide, wide open threes do the Bucs have like in the third quarter? Um, yeah. And none of them went in. I, you know, I feel like I they mean, yeah. they they shot it okay in the first half, and then I don't know what they made in the second half. It couldn't have been more than a couple. Um, mm-hmm. They weren't taking man. Me. I mean, they ended up with 40 for the game, 40 attempts, but it—I don't know. Sure didn't seem like it, and that's kind of indicative of of what is happening on on the offensive side of the ball for the Bucs If 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 it's working like it should you know, they're, I mean, they're, you know, four, I guess 40 is about right. 40 is about where I'd like them to be, start getting into 50 or more. That's usually when the games that Giannis doesn't play, because that's frankly the only way they could generate any offense, it seems. Um, and along those lines, like if, you know, and this is what, what I was bitching about the first three games is like, you shot the lights out in game two. And, um, you know, Yes, it was a blowout, but without that, where would we be? I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I, could I be a sweep.
0: Yeah, no, I, and I, I, mean, I, like,
1: I don't even know. I don't even know if I should be embarrassed about about losing to the Heat. I mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, this team, though, like,
0: so what? They just decided that they so, weren't.
1: I, they go ahead. I I mean, do you just throw two or three guys at Jimmy Butler? And I mean, you know, you can't do that though.
0: No, I think it's going back to your Crowder point. I think what you tell Jay Crowder is we're The putting same you fucking
1: St. John's. Yeah. You
0: know, <laughs> I mean. Yeah. No, no kidding. We're going we're Jay, we're putting you in for three minutes. Use up your fouls. Beat the living shit out of Jimmy Butler. Absolutely fucking just take it. You know, if you get a flagrant, fine. We'll pay your fine. What mm-hmm. I'm not saying do like goon shit. I'm not talking John Janey. That would be Thanasis. If we're going to do goon shit, we're talking Thanasis for that. But I'm saying just beat the living hell out of head, this guy and try to get him off his spot. And it, we talked about this. Gosh, we're going back to 2019. But we talked about this with you know Kawhi Leonard a lot with that that Raptor series. Get him off his spot. Make sure he's not getting to his spots. That is what the Bucks are going to have to try to do in game five. And I think it's actually imperative that they let the other guys cook and they don't let Jimmy Butler continue this run because Jimmy Butler is going to want to send him, send keep the bucks home, not really send him home, but he's want to keep the bucks home. He's not going to want to go back to Miami. He's going to want to, you know, have this crowning achievement. And if the bucks can find a way to basically, you know, keep him at bay or learn some things and take it back to Miami, Then it's hold on for dear life and hope, hope like hell that the team who was playing for about 75% of that game shows up than the team who was playing for the 25% part of that game. And then it's game seven, it's out the door. But guess what? Jimmy Butler's probably the one guy I'd won in a game seven, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's so, it's all so shitty luck. I mean, the fact that, we're not playing the Nets. I know we've talked about it last week, but man, it's just the Hawks. Do like, my goodness, and they—if the Heat don't have a run against Chicago, they're not here. Like we're playing the yeah. Bulls, and right. I, and like even if Giannis would get hurt, I think if we're it's after four games, we're probably up three one or it's two two against Chicago.
1: Yeah. So well,
0: it's it's all very easily
1: could be two two here. I mean, yeah, but... I guess
0: I guess for before we move to Aaron Rodgers. Game five, are you feeling like it's a game? The Bucks come out statement win, like just sort of say, "All right, we're not dead just yet," and you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to bury us. They, there's no way they lay down in this game, right? Like, I, just, I know you're more on the pessimistic side. I'm more on the optimistic side. There's no way that they lay down in this game, right?
1: I, I don't think so. I mean, game five should be. I, I would think they win game five. Um there's I feel like there's too much at stake to let to, to roll over. Um Yeah. I mean, but, I mean we'll have, we'll have to see what happens with Giannis. I mean he had took a hard fall at the end there.
0: Of course. And
1: yeah. naturally, right? And uh who knows? I mean Yeah, I mean, I will say if, if if I mean if he doesn't play for some reason, I guess is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Then then I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the fucking vibes would be like.
0: Still I would I would hope that Drew, Chris, Brooke would play with some pride. I, I really do. I I don't wanna I don't wanna see them roll over to this Miami He and just seed the playoffs to them. Like go down trying. Like I said that after the game three game, where I was like, if they lost by eight in that game and it, you know, Jimmy hit a couple shots late and he pulls away and the Bucks lose. I would have been like, whatever. You didn't have Giannis, it's on the road. Rabid crowd. They got into it. It happens it's fine we'll we'll move on and hopefully have them over monday but they didn't and i just this it's not championship basketball and it's just it's so depressing and to go through this after seeing what the brewers did and collapsed the way they did in 2022 having what the packers did and it's like not again man not fucking again are we doing this all over again And it's just this perpetual cycle of shit that we can't seem to get ourselves out. of.
1: Yeah. I mean, all I'll say is thank God they won it two years ago because. Oh
0: my God. I mean, that, that, that,
1: that that helps me. I mean, still through, through a game like this, but um, eventually that'll wear off.
0: Right. No, I mean, you're, you're probably, it's, it's getting close. Right. And I think I'm, I probably won't be the only one. I don't know if I'll do it this week, but, Sure, there if Buck if the Bucks exit, there's gonna be a lot of Giannis the Kumbo Aaron Rodgers comparisons starting. And local- yeah, that'll
1: be that'll definitely be a sexy take uh a yeah. sexy discussion. You,
0: you may know, even I, see
1: it tomorrow. I I think it's a little too early
0: for tomorrow. I'll be honest. I know people I mean, people I already
1: look- saw a tweet. I already saw a tweet saying I'm racing anyway Giannis's prime. So
0: I didn't see that one, that, but I saw that, that a Giannis be,
1: I saw yeah. I, I would writers. I would hope I would hope that's a little bit of ingest, but
0: Probably I don't not. Know. Uh, yeah, it's a good one. It's a good night to take a break from the internet. Uh, but you know, hopefully everyone's you know recovered and listening to us work wise. We'll move on to unless you have anything else before we, we we had we had to Aaron Rodgers.
1: No, I think that's it. It's just yeah, we've covered covered it all. Moving on to The former quarterback of the Green Bay Packers,
0: Aaron Rodgers, is finally traded to the New York Jets. The Packers will get the Jets' 15th pick. The Packers – or the 13th pick, the Packers will give up their 15th. Packers also get a second-round pick. They get a fifth-round pick. They get a conditional second that will turn into a first if Rodgers plays 65% of the game, percent of the snaps. Uh, Green Bay also gives up a little more compensation – but the deal is finally done. And our kind of a national nightmare, if you will, of will Rogers get traded? Won't he get traded? It's finally happened. And it's it's sad in a sense, right? Because now you move you officially move on, you close the book on Aaron Rodgers' career, but it's also happy in a sense that it's the new era of the Green Bay Packers and it's a new time. And Aaron Rodgers, it didn't really it ended similarly to Brett Favre, unfortunately, as, as much as that hurts that it, it ended the same way and you couldn't give him another Super Bowl. Usually these quarterbacks they don't end on top. That's why the John Elway story is so incredible, because it doesn't happen often. They either can't play anymore or they get tired of their old thing and try to do it somewhere else. And we'll see if Aaron Rodgers will be able to do that. But overall, Mitch just your over your overall reaction to the trade. What do you think about the the compensation? How are how are you kind of feeling about it? You know, a few hours after it has been made official.
1: I think it's mostly positive from my from my seat. Um, as you mentioned, it's it's a it's a clean slate again for the Packers organization, and you know now it's uh, the beginning of. What should be a, a third Hall of Fame quarterback in a row with Jordan Love? No, I I mean, I don't know. We'll, I that's I don't know if we've seen enough of Jordan Love to proclaim that seriously. But um, you know, clearly the the organization thought highly enough of of him after seeing him a ton in practice. Uh, obviously, Love has gotten especially this past year a lot of first team reps in practice, and this is Lafleur and Gudikson's guy. And they've they've, you know, hung their legacies more or less on these guys or on, yeah. on uh on Jordan Love and it's go time. Now in terms of the the uh return package, I'm 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 fine with it. You know, you got that first round, you essentially did a pick swap with the the Jets, yeah. which I i missed initially. Um so I thought, ooh, wow, Packers could probably get possibly Jackson Smith and Jigba and maybe uh, uh I don't know, Van S or somebody like that. Mm. Um You know, maybe one of them will hit, but at the very least, they do move up ahead of the the Patriots who are, you know, have similar needs. Yeah, Um, need
0: a wide receiver, need, you know, could need. Need a tight end.
1: Yeah, need a tight end for sure. Absolutely. So they have a 13th pick now, and then they got with the second in a second round pick. So they have two second round picks, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Which is, you know, in the NFL draft, a, a very valuable thing. And, you know, another pick for next year, that could be a first, but at the very least it is a second. So, um, you know, I mean, and just, I think moving on from Rogers and, and I'm not totally sure how the cap situation is going to shake itself out with, I don't know if you could shed some light on that for me. Um,
0: Uh, Yeah. I mean, I basically, it does. I know the Packers are on hook
1: on the hook for a bunch of it still. Right.
0: Uh, not as much uh they i mean they'll they'll be on a little bit of the dead cap stuff but they it is going to help the Packers in the long run they don't know all the figures just yet because the, it has to be processed through the league and the paperwork has to be so that those numbers will come out but basically this frees up Green Bay to maybe make a move for a wide re, a veteran wide receiver maybe not a, a ton but just enough to kind of give them a little bit of breathing space. Uh, it also, you know, can, can create, you know, make it easy to potentially get more draft capital. Like there was worry that the Packers didn't have enough money to just sign draft picks. And now I think there, there's nothing to worry about. And they could potentially get back in the first round with one of those picks. If, you know, Michael Mayer is fa- falling and it's like 29 and they want to move up to get him. They certainly could. Uh, that's certainly now on the table and that really wasn't on the table uh, with the Rodgers deal.
1: Right. So it, it provides them with flexibility and I think you know this is this is probably what you know the the best outcome I suppose for the Packers organization because I think that Gutekunst and and Murphy and LaFleur were pretty much done with Rodgers. I mean, they yep. they they started the the clock so to speak in 2020 with the love pick. And, you know, wouldn't you know it? Rogers goes on and wins two MVPs, and then, you know, started to show his his age a little bit this past season. And I think with some of the, you know, again, I still don't think that Rogers is as big of a clown as as the national media would would want you to think. But there, there's no question. There's there's just a, there's distractions galore, um, and I don't know now now green bay probably goes back to to to, to fly over a country right and yeah um, new, uh, can just all, focus on football again
0: all our buddies who are obsessed with fucking timing and sporting events are going to love the fact that we're on noon all the time um you know it's gonna be great yeah, they're, they're gonna right? they're gonna they're gonna enjoy um uh, enjoy that and it, it it will be a refreshing you know a couple of Summer, I mean, we're going to see Jordan Love at OTAs. We're going to see Jordan Love, you know, working with guys. And, you know, he's not going to necessarily play favorites. And I think a lot of the feelings that Seattle fans had watching Geno Smith, it's going to be replicated with Green Bay. And mm-hmm. there are there might be some tough moments, sure. But there's nothing that tells me that the Packers couldn't have a similar season to what the Seahawks had, especially with the NFC North being a complete clusterfuck. The Bears are a year away from a year away. Uh, the Detroit Lions have a gambling ring uh, that's kind of been under the radar. Like, I, I can't believe more people didn't talk about that. Like, that's just going to get swept under the rug that, like, six players got suspended. And there were multiple personnel people that also got fired. Like, that's a big fucking deal. Yet, we're just going to kind of just say, all right, we're suspending everybody. Here we go. Don't worry about it. Folks, yeah, nothing draft. to see here. No, we're we're just gonna go to the draft. Aaron Rodgers, that's the stories. Please do not ask us about this gambling ring. The Vikings could could draft Will Fucking Levis for all we know, or Hendon Hooker. Um, and maybe trade Kirk Cousins. Uh, the who am I and then it's Packers and you have Jordan Love. So the division's completely up for grabs. I think it'll only take 10 wins to win that division. And you just need Jordan Love to, you know, as you kind of said earlier, you know, replicate what everybody's been saying. You know, now it's time to put your money where your mouth is. There's going to be a ton of victory laps if love's great, which is kind of the most annoying part because there have been so many people that have been in the love bandwagon that are some of the loudest talkers on the internet. I'm not going to name any names here, uh, but it's just, it's insufferable. And I want to enjoy Jordan love for what Jordan love is. I, I kind of don't need the it in my face every fucking time he's doing something great. Like I just want to appreciate if we have another great quarterback and all these Bears fans that are taking also victory laps today—that all of a sudden there's another bad man staring at him, and his name is Jordan Love, right? And right.
1: I, I think it's funny that all these te- all these fans of other teams around the division are gonna, you know, say, "Oh, good, great, Rogers is gone." It's like, watch your own pockets, you know. I mean, for sure, your team sucks. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know, like. I mean maybe the bear the bears I would think will be a little better. Um, yeah,
0: they'll be a little better, but naturally
1: with you, the scheduling and, and all that stuff.
0: I'll tell you right now, if the over under six and a half, I'm gonna take that under Mitch. I'm gonna take it all day, all day every day. Um, not even a blink on it. I just think they have too many holes to just fix yeah, I it couldn't, all. I can't
1: see the Bears getting to seven wins.
0: No, fuck that. And then the Lions too. The Lions are gonna get like all the love, even with the gambling stuff. And their schedule's tough. Like I did we we ran through it last week, didn't we? Yeah. Like it's yeah. it's not it's not easy. And so Jordan Love, like he has this opportunity. And if Jordan Love isn't the guy, then and, and it's bad. Like and Murph and I kind of talked about this on, on Saturday. If they're two and six, I want them to fucking tank. Because you have Caleb Williams, you have Drake May, you have some elite level quarterbacks, like Caleb Williams to me is like an Andrew Luck, Trevor Lawrence, can't miss type of quarterback. Like I just hang, like, I don't care. And I will, and it it will go back to 2015 bucks and we're just going to competitively lose the rest of the year and it'll, it'll be fine.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, that, that would be fabulous too. And like, that's the thing is with, with the rookie scale contracts in the NFL, Mm -hmm. it's not that impossible to move on from a quarterback, especially, no, you know, if if you're, you know, the Packers, this is, you know, he's had three years in practice and, you know, um, best time to get a quarterback is when you don't need one. But, you know, I suppose worst case scenario would be like for 2023 would be seven and 10, you know, um, but it, it, a lot of it would really depend because people forget, although it's been mentioned a million times today that the, Packers were 6 and 10 the first year of Rogers and and that turned out okay. I mean um, and but you you it, saw tons of flashes obviously and it was
0: yeah. Well, remember that year two Rodgers had a bunch of fourth quarters where he came back and the defense couldn't stop anybody. The defense was an absolute joke and I hope that history does not repeat itself cuz we've we've invested a lot of capital in this defense and I yeah. will tell you right now, I I am not putting up with another bad defensive year. I really am not. I can't, I can't do it. Maybe the defense feels more empowered too to kind of be the leaders of this team now that Rogers is gone. It's going to be really interesting to kind of see that angle of it. Like who steps up into that role? I know Schneiderman wrote about that. I think a couple weeks ago, and he tagged uh, Aaron Jones and David Bakhtiari. But I, and I I agree with that on the surface. But I also look at those guys and say. They could be gone in a couple of years based on their contracts. Bakhtiari for sure next year. Like that's that's part of the idea that they might draft an offensive tackle early is because they're going to be without Bakhtiari after next year, and they need they need to fill his replacement. And that would be so fucking Packers to. And uh, I'm going a mil- million places, but to draft a tackle at 13 after trading up and just be, you know getting a tackle
1: would be so funny, um and be very on be. brand. I it would be. be right exactly like that's the thing is you know for top top of mind is Dalton Kincaid right and then yeah but it's like man the Packers like never do what the obvious thing is right rarely um, except for I mean maybe I feel like Rashawn Gary was a was a pretty
0: yeah Rashawn Gary had some questions but it has seemed I will say the one thing that it seems like keeps happening and I don't know if it's just the sources that are there but it seems like when guys get locked on in mocks to the Packers, they end up sticking. Like Quay Walker showed up a lot in mocks for the Packers. Dev- Devontae Wyatt showed up in mocks. Rashawn Gary, to your point. So you're like, oh, it wasn't a surprise. It was a surprise like nationally. But Rashawn Gary was showing up in mocks. So, And that's kind of what we're seeing with Jackson Smith and Jigba. And I don't want to get too excited because we've done this before. I mean, how many times can we step on the fucking rank? cuz they the Texans could pull wool over everybody's asses and go CJ Stroud with 2 uh JSN with 12 and then there we go right that's and what I'm that's
1: what I'm that's what I think will happen I'm mentally
0: um, I'm mentally preparing for it I will tell you that I'm mentally preparing that Jack Smith jig is not there at, at 13 I just don't think it's going to happen and maybe you know it does and it's great and Every, you know, the national media, the bar stools of the world, part of my takes will get off their jokes about, oh, they finally drafted a wide receiver. And it's like, well, again, there's so much context there. And I know it works well on Twitter. I know it gets the retweets, but fuck, man. You know, sometimes you just got to, you got to bring in the context. But yeah, back to the leader part. Sorry, I, I turn there. I, I don't know. Maybe it's Jair Alexander. Maybe it's Kenny Clark. Maybe, you know, it's Devondre Campbell and it's, it's more defensive led and then they're picking up the young offense because they still have a lot of work to do in terms of skill players they have six total skill players in terms of wide receivers and tight ends and they have a lot of work to do whether it's in the draft free agency or other things like jay sternberger out of the xfl
1: i feel like kenny clark would, would probably be my nominee for yeah you know captain at this point i i don't know if that's mentioned Aaron Jones or David Bach. Bakhtiari is so weirdly like in Roger's cabinet in the quote inner circle. Right. That I I don't know I don't know what to think. You know, Bakhtiari is is probably been my favorite player for a couple years now. You should uh, you you should
0: listen you should listen to his and and everybody else his podcast he did with Bustle with the boys uh Compton and Taylor Luan he was on there this was two weeks ago three weeks ago and he talked about, you know, kind of the relationship with Rodgers and his understanding of it being a business. And, you know, if the Packers get rid of him, like he's going to be okay with it. Like he knows how this goes. Like he's, you know, he, he mentioned like sitting and some of the other guys. And, you know, some Packer fans freaked out because he didn't use like we, he used they. But I, which was totally overthinking it. It was really just, he was having a conversation and I think really helping the audience understand, they was talking about the Packers and, you know, not necessarily he was making these decisions. And I, I, I got what he was doing, but yeah, it's a really good listen. And I think there is a chance. It's just, you're right. It's going to be a weird thing for Bakhtiari. Like, is he going to get in a cart with Jordan love? Like, I think that would be funny. I think that'd be funny to troll Rogers. And you know, he's already trolling Rogers. He's on Twitter today. Like saying he, they had like that animated picture of the NFL did. And Bakhtiari's like not enough hair on those arms. <laughs>
1: yeah i mean i don't know i'm, I'm surprised that you know because the jets need an offensive tackle um,
0: yeah. uh no I'm su- i mean they got I me mean, they got Mackay beacon they got uh back then yeah. uh does vera, vera tucker plays inside they've i mean that's been the thing about the jets but, they've drafted they've drafted really well all they're missing is a quarterback and so we'll see if aaron Rodgers can do it do
1: you think Mackay Beckton's are, like the Zion Williamson of, of oh the NFL. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Makai Beckton has not missed a meal in New York City, let me tell you. Um and he's, he's always like hurt. Yeah, and he's always hurt. There are other guys, Max Mitchell, who was a, a fourth round draft pick in 2022. So you're right. They could potentially use somebody. Let me ask you do you think fans, now that it's over and the dust is settled, do you think Packer fans are really, they have grasps how insufferable the next few months are going to be? And how much national media – how many national media games the Jets are going to get next year? Do,
1: they, do well, people that, realize this? I, probably not. But I, I would – because I was thinking, well, might as well pen, pencil – probably pencil in at this point the Jets for Thursday night football, right, to kick off Kansas the season. City.
0: Yep, they, they have Kansas City. Mahomes, rogers again, NFL yep. wins. Those motherfuckers. They never so, – they never not win.
1: Right. And so yeah, that that's NBC. It'll be it'll be the carousel to start of the year. You'll have you know CBS, you know a- AFC game, probably week two, and then shit. They might even give Al Michaels a, a bone and uh, <laughs> put him on put him on prime. That but that probably won't come till midway through the season, I bet. But um, yeah, it's gonna be just like last year, except the new uniform and, and way worse. Oh I yeah. Think. Um, It'll be interesting. I mean, Rogers, it's kind of the way he, I want to say strings, the green Bay media or has successfully, but they're not going to deal with this bullshit in, in New York. I don't think um, yep, there's going to yep. be tons there's- more media and it's going to be a fucking circus. I, I, I mean, I think the better question is do Jets fans realize what no. is about to happen?
0: God, no, no. I mean, there was a guy today who he's been, a, he's a Jets, like kind of blogger, kind of in that, you know, Packer blogger sense that was like, Oh, Aaron Rodgers reworked his deal. And you know, he's, you know, he's doing this for the team. And it's like, yeah, we've heard that before. Like that's, that's been, that's been the story that has happened for a while. Let me see if I can find it here. Uh Oh yeah. Connor Hughes, who's actually an NFL reporter for SNY. Uh, All Aaron Rodgers wants to do is his win. His focus is on another ring and with S in parentheses. That's hilarious. His reworked contract. That's right. They're reworking his contract. That was part of the cap stuff. I missed that. My apologies. Uh, And desire to play beyond 2023 reflect that uh, hashtag jets. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, look how many times, how many times do we hear that? How many times has Aaron Rodgers not actually landed the plane in terms of recruiting somebody? He's zero for two on o- Odell. There was someone else I think he was trying to get. I mean, it was a like class Campbell. I, I heard on the radio the other day where it's like, and I don't know. I don't know if guys actually want to play with Aaron Rodgers. Like, if you're in your circle, you're in it. Like, when do we get the first salty Garrett Wilson tweet? That tweet that he's frozen out. Like, when does that? happen?
1: <laughs> well, based on the. Some other NFL receivers, probably I don't know, week ten,
0: right? Yeah, something like that. Right, we'll I will say, man. It's
1: you gonna can't, be a... you can't, you can't please them um, like on Diggs. I, uh, you know, comes oh, yeah. to mind.
0: Like, yeah, it's good. It's you know. going to be fascinating. It'll the draft will be will be really interesting, and we're going to cover it with you know all all the rest of this week. And do you have if you had to guess who the Packers are going to take? Do you want to do you want to just throw a name out there so we? have it for the books.
1: I'll say Dalton Kincaid.
0: Okay, all right. At thirteen, Oof, that's high for a tight end. Oof, that would be, I know, that'd be something. um But we'll uh we'll see. We'll tr- we'll trust. I mean, look, man you you were the one who kind of raised the flag about a few different things around the Bucks and Duncan Robinson, especially. You know, you can listen back to that podcast. I'm like, it's fine. Duncan Robinson hit a few shots. Like, it's okay it's not a big deal. And then sure enough, um, was wrong about that.
1: Well, yeah, I think, thank God he wasn't really a factor in this no, game. I couldn't, I
0: couldn't have two days. I couldn't have two games. With Robinson. Like if, if we die, if the Bucks, let's just, hopefully the Bucks play with some play with some pride and win in game five and we go back to Miami. And if we do lose that game, I hope it's Jimmy Butler. That's the one that's stabbing us in the, in the, in the, in the heart, not, Duncan Robinson, Kyle, I can't have it. If Kyle Lowry will probably go out for that game, and if Kyle Lowry is, has thirty points. I'm getting blacked out, truck. I'll tell you that right now. Um, I'm blacking out. Uh, yeah, I don't care. There's no way, dude. I know.
1: They're they're know. just. It's it's literally all Jimmy Butler, right? And and I do think they're
0: as long. I will leave leave everybody with a last bit of optimism. The longer the series goes, the harder that is to replicate night in, night out.
1: It's all I'll say. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Jimmy Butler's a machine, though. He doesn't – He is. He, he, only, need, he, only, he only needs to sit for, for two minutes, and he's good to go. Yeah, it's all that's that, what, it's that's all what it's sucks. All, I mean – It's, all, it's all the coffee he
0: drinks. So I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it could be. I mean, that, that's most NBA players, quite frankly. I mean, they're obviously right. a lot better shaped than I am. Yeah. So –
0: any other any other thoughts? NBA playoff wise, hockey wise, uh, anything? Else? We, Looks we just like
1: uh, Toronto won their won their playoff series. Holy shit!
0: They came back. To, they oh, they're up three one. You know how you jinxed them? You really talk about a jinx. Oh.
1: <laughs> so they only went up three, but they they won tonight, right?
0: Yeah, so. they did. They did win. They they pulled it out. They got three goals in the third period. Everybody's gonna be like, it's the Leafs year. It's the Leafs year. Holy shit! Cracking up early on the fighting pat loses, uh, Golden Knights 3 1. Might just become a hockey podcast, Mitch. Might just, you know, say, fuck it. Did Brewers lose two today? Those assholes probably
1: did, did as well. Yes, they did.
0: How, how long, how much longer can we go with the Colin Ray experiment? Is, is my, my question. Like, I mean, this guy stinks. It's pretty, pretty easy. Can't be, can't be dropping games to the fucking Tigers. Um, just, yeah. Personal thoughts there.
1: Took the took the, the momentum from eight runs in the eighth inning the other day. Yesterday. Yeah. Well the fact that Bryce
0: Wilson is a legit bullpen guy just blows my fucking mind. He had two innings today, four strikeouts. Like Jesus. Jake Cousins yeah. had a Jake, Jake Cousins day. Two two walks, three strikeouts, and almost two innings. That's about right for Jake. Yeah. All right, man. Well, we will see you next week. Hopefully we are talking about Bucks basketball still, and hopefully it's not a recap and what comes next, and it's more a look ahead to to series two and the Bucks have enough in them to you know turn this around and maybe this is our game two broken moment um, just for the season. Yeah, nothing easy, baby. All right, everybody, take care. You'll be all right. Uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll get back at it. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh, another guest, third straight, like, guest pod. Uh, Shea Ken's going to join me. Um, and we're going to do draft Packer Packer stuff, Buck stuff, and the whole, whole gamut. So stay tuned for that. And Murph, for af- Murph after the draft on Thursday night, too. So we get two Murph appearances in less than a week. All right. Take care. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Stay, stay heads up, and we'll be all right. Peace.